Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. You know, there's a lot to know about the seventh day. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. Today, from reading this week's Torah portion, more great nuggets of truth have been uncovered. Let's talk about it. Sounds good, Mama. To our listeners, you can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com, as well as on Facebook, Twitter, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Deezer, TuneIn, Spotify, Listen Notes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Pandora, Tumblr, and YouTube. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Thank you all for everything that you've done so far. And a big shout out to all of our listeners in Arizona and India. Amen. So, before we get into today's podcast, we want to extend an invitation and a prayer request. Here at Red Pill Torah, our mission is simple. We're calling believers in the Elohim of Israel from faith in man-made institutions to following Elohim's instructions. We've been sharing for some years now, undeterred by the jokes about being Jewish or getting back under the law. Anyway, we were presented with an awesome opportunity. My brother, like our dad, is a bishop, a pastor of pastors in the Christian church. He announced that he wanted to host a virtual Seder service to celebrate Elohim's Passover, and he wanted me to lead it. Now, after a little more conversation, the idea grew to include invitations to other pastors and believers. Finally, the senior elder at the Messianic Jewish Synagogue, where Miss and I attend, agreed to be part of the service. So we went from Tim doing a virtual Seder to a much broader fellowship with great opportunity to honor Yehovah Eloheinu. The Seder is set for Saturday, March the 27th. It will start at some time in the evening, Eastern Standard Time, and it will be hosted on Zoom. We envision having bishops, pastors, elders, and other clergy leading parts of the Seder, with everyone participating from wherever they are. Before the Seder, we also envision hosting a preparatory event. Some believers have never been part of a Seder. We will discuss practical points, like what foods to have on hand, and biblical foundations, like why we celebrate the Passover. This may be a good opportunity to invite people you've been sharing the Torah with. It is a great opportunity to awaken believers to God's instructions and His calendar. This is the mission of Red Pill Torah. Amen. Also, we see joint fellowship between Christian pastors and Messianic Jewish believers and leaders as an answer to prayers and a fulfillment of Jehovah's will for us. Amen. So we want to invite you to be in the service with us from wherever you are in the world. Now, if you want to join in, please email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Now, we will gladly send you the Zoom link and the other relevant details. If you're already booked for Pesach, please remember us in prayer. Now, if you know believers who may want to be a part of this slice of history in the making, mm-hmm. please have them get in touch with us. Miss and I are so grateful to Yehovah for this opportunity to serve Him. Amen. And we are grateful to our brother for the wonderful idea and the assignment. Now, there's a lot to do to prepare, so please remember us in your prayers. Again, the date is Saturday, March 27th. We'll be practicing 
for what we'll be doing in the kingdom as best we're able to practice. Amen. Uh, this week's Torah portion is called Ki Tisa. It is usually translated as when you take, but it, liter- it literally means when you lift up. This reading starts with instructions on taking a census of the men of Israel. The Hebrew idiom, lifting up the head, is kind of like saying taking a head count in modern English. The Torah reading covers the infamous gold calf incident, Moshe's intercession for Israel, Jehovah's merciful response, and a new set of tables or tablets to replace uh, the original ones broken by Moshe. There is a lot to talk about in this reading, but our attention was focused on verses in Exodus uh, chapter 31. Mm-hmm. Now Exodus 31, starting at verse 12, says, Jehovah said to Moshe, Tell the people of Israel, Surely you are to observe my Sabbaths, for this is a sign between me and you through all your generations, so that you will know that I am Jehovah who sets you apart from me. Therefore you are to keep my Shabbat, because it is set apart for you. Everyone who treats it as ordinary must be put to death, for whoever does any work on it is to be cut off from his people. On six days work will get done, but the seventh day is Shabbat, for complete rest, set apart for Jehovah. Whoever does any work on the day of Shabbat must be put to death. The people of Israel are to keep the Shabbat, to observe Shabbat through all their generations as a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the people of Israel forever. For in six days Jehovah made heaven and earth, but on the seventh day he stopped working and rested. When he had finished speaking with Moshe on Mount Sinai, Jehovah gave him the two tablets of the testimony, tablets of stone inscribed by the finger of Elohim. Wow. Like the rest of the Bible, there is more direct surface level meaning and so much more meaning available to us if we are willing to ask or dig. Mm -hmm. In verse 13, we use the word surely. In this verse, this word is implied by the Hebrew word ach, which usually translates as however, but, or yet. The word ach here and the admonition about the Sabbath that follows the detailed descriptions of the tabernacle work says something specific to the children of Israel. It tells us that all the important work of building the tabernacle, the furnishings, vestments, and other preparations, that work needs to stop for the Sabbath. Keeping the Sabbath is more important to Elohim than continuing the work on the tabernacle 24-7. You know, this verse is a great blessing to me, Mama. Many times as a young man, we would work on our sanctuary on the Sabbath. Most of the men worked full-time jobs during the weekdays, and we came to build the sanctuary together in the evenings after doing a full day of work at the job. So we were all eager to get the work done with the full intent to honor the Elohim of Israel. We did not know any Hebrew, and we were unaware of this standard ruling to prioritize the Sabbath even over the work done on the building. Now I know better, and I'm grateful for the extreme grace of Jehovah. You know, he knew our hearts, and he patiently brought me to a place in which I wanted to know his instructions. He put me in the company of people and around resources that could help me understand his instructions 
and he showed me the specific instruction in the Bible. What a mighty and gracious Elohim we serve, Mama. Now there's more in this passage for us. Amen, Daddy. Jehovah refers to the Sabbath as a sign. The Hebrew word translated as sign is ought. It means emotion, gesture, or mark representing an agreement between two parties. Think of the Sabbath as a secret handshake between Elohim and the covenant people of Elohim. Everyone can see it, but almost no one knows what its secret meaning is, including most Christian churches. What's worse is that it seems most Christians don't want anything to do with this ought or sign of agreement between Elohim and his covenant people. Can we refuse or disdain his sign and still walk upright before him? Should we willingly ignore his invitation to give him the secret handshake associating us with him? Elohim forbid. Well, Mama, no, that's a great nugget of truth. I love it. The Bible says it's an ought or a sign between Jehovah and his people throughout our generations. The Hebrew word for generations used here is door or dalit vav resh. As a verb, the word door suggests a kind of circular movement to go about or to surround. In a biblical sense, it speaks of stacking or piling things up, and it speaks of dwelling in a place. So imagine a circle of tents or houses surrounding some central point. Now, if the word's used as a noun, the word door can uh, group people by character or condition, like referring to people as a crooked generation, Deuteronomy 32 and 5, or as a righteous generation, Psalm 14 and 4. I see something here, Dad. Oh, yeah? Think of Elohim separating his chosen people from everyone in the world, mm -hmm. piling or placing them together, and drawing his circle around us with his own finger. Mm. If you knew that Elohim was drawing a circle around some people who he had chosen and separated from everyone else, where would you rather be? Inside the circle or outside the circle? Mm. When Elohim says the Sabbath is a sign between him and our generations, we need to see him circling us or drawing a circle around us because we agree with him and we keep his instructions. Conversely, if you claim to belong to Elohim and you don't embrace his sign, you should be prepared to explain to him why you took yourself out of the circle he drew with his own finger. Yikes. Miss, I do not want to be that person. Like our friend George said, uh, be the one who trusts in the work of Ye Yeshua and be the one who strove to do all that he commanded, not to earn salvation, but because of salvation. Mm -hmm. It's simply uh, what saved people do. Yeah. Jehovah's people are set apart for him. If you haven't heard it already, please check out our episode 51. It's called What It Means to Be Holy. For our purposes, holy means exclusive to Elohim and not shared with other interests. Verse 14 focuses our attention on how seriously Elohim takes our commitment to observing the Sabbath. It reads, Everyone who treats it as ordinary must be put to death, for whoever does any work on it is to be cut off from his people. Were it not for the mercy of Elohenu, we would not be here to get this right. The bottom line is, this is not an instruction we as believers should be ignoring. 
verses 15 through 17 reiterate the fact that this is a time of rest and no work after working six days. It is a holy time set apart to focus on our Creator, not to do our own thing. It is a never-ending covenant for the people of Israel, mm -hmm. and it's not to be treated lightly. You know, Miss, this is a good time for the question, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and knowingly reject the ought or the set-apart sign of agreement between Elohim and his covenant people known as the Sabbath? Or would you take the red pill and recognize what an honor it is to be associated with Jehovah by observing the Sabbath? Only you can answer that question. I hope that by now you see that the Sabbath is more than simply a, a day of rest. As we read the scripture, we see that we are supposed to look different from the people around us because we observe the Sabbath. People should be asking us why. In addition, what kind of message do you think it gives our Jewish friends when we observe the Sabbath, participating in this secret handshake that they know so well? I see a great message that the salvation of Yehovah has appeared to everyone and he has graciously brought in other people. Amen. That may result in some of the Jewish friends being jealous, but there's Bible for that as well. Mama, maybe we can talk more about that in a future podcast. Sounds good, Daddy. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Please go back and listen again to what we shared and talk about it with your family and friends. Thank you for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Tour where you can handle the truth. truth.